Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Justin King on the line, and he's the Vice President of Economic Growth over at the Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce. Justin, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me today. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at the Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce and uh, how you're helping your members. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. Uh, how did you get started in your career and in business? That's a great question because it's not something that I aspired to do. It wasn't as a child that I was thinking that I would want to be an executive at the, the local chamber. But uh, what happened was I graduated, uh, and I think what dictated a lot of my career trajectory is when I graduated, which was... Uh, right when the recession, the Great Recession was uh, was happening. So in 2009, I graduated as a history major. Uh, it was a very tough time economically. Uh, but then at that point, uh, I lucked into this uh, organization called Mass Challenge, and it was just getting started. Um, and it was a nonprofit that uh, had just a couple of founders very passionate about creating a startup renaissance here in Massachusetts. It's now the largest global accelerator uh, uh, based here in Massachusetts. Um, and I just cold emailed them looking for a job, and I said, uh, would you hire me? Um, and that exposed me to hundreds of startups and sort of the business ecosystem uh, that I wasn't really exposed to because in college I was much more of a uh, march and rallies types of activist student. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, and I, I love the story because you said you weren't really planning on it, and uh, but I also like that you were super proactive. So meaning you sent a cold email for uh, for uh, for a job. So that takes that takes some skill. Uh, so that being said, Justin, so now you have the vantage point of working with you know many different businesses, not just through that, but now what you're doing over at the Chamber of Commerce. Um, if you were to give some advice or some tips to those new college grads on going out there and their on their career path, what kind of things would you tell them? You know, for recent college grads, I think one thing that I learned early on was to. Uh, not try to accomplish everything in your 20s. I think there's a, a mentality uh, driven by uh, many different mediums that you know people want to be accomplished by sort of this 30 under 30 culture. And it's great to recognize young leaders, but it creates such immense pressure to have it all finished and accomplished. Uh, I like to say that I don't want to have my 20s uh, be the defining era of my life. Uh, so I think one thing I always like to caution for uh, for recent co students and recent college grads is you know, t uh, there is some uh, uh, benefit in taking your time. Uh, in addition to that, I think what's also helpful to know, as cliche as it is, but, you know, it's very challenging to predict your career even 5, 10, 20 years out. Um, but what's most important is to sort of understand what your mission statement is, your theory of change, and really setting up year-by-year -year goals. Uh, because if I had to look through my career, everything that happened to me, and I'm uh, quite happy with where I'm at right now uh, is that it just was serendipity and I couldn't have predicted this career roadmap uh, but ultimately you know you just do good work and that's sort of the best way to network. Fantastic. I mean, I love that. Don't wait. Don't you don't want your 20s to be the defining era of your life. Words of wisdom there Justin and I definitely love that year by year um, setting up goals. 
Let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to uh, get more into what you're doing over at the Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce. So tell me a little bit more about the Chamber and, and what you're up to over there. So for those unfamiliar, Chambers uh, are not government agencies. We're actually independent nonprofits representing the business community, and that can mean many different things. Uh, so essentially we have businesses uh, pay as members as you labor pays into a union or uh, uh, students pay into sororities or fraternities, and we provide a number of different services from policy advocacy to networking events. Uh, all chambers are shaped differently. Ours is a, a big city chamber where we represent uh, 13, 1,400 businesses, both big and small. Uh, the, the work that I oversee a lot has everything to do with uh, attracting and retaining millennials and Gen Z in the region, uh, developing innovation industries, uh, but something that I'm most proud of uh, with my team is sort of how do we increase racial equity in the private sector and how do we make this issue that's typically centered around social justice but make it into a business imperative. Uh, so it's been a great journey over the last few years in trying to develop and create initiatives that uh, make sort of the business case of why racial equity is important. I'm I'm curious to hear since you are working on the millennial and kind of the younger membership also among your other tasks and duties, uh, you know how their how the participation is because um, I know that you know some of the common stigma is that millennials don't like to get as involved with some of the chamber um, uh, activities or things like that. But I found the complete opposite to be true in my experience with various chambers of commerce. I find there's sometimes some of the biggest. Uh, um, uh, volunteers and or organizers and people that want to get involved. What are your thoughts on that? I'm just curious on how that is for That's a great question. I think that's something that all business chambers should recognize and that the, the world is changing, demographics are changing, so not having a strategy and how to engage young adults, people in their 20s and 30s, is a, is a missed opportunity and one that will put you at a disadvantage. Here in Boston already the workforce is at 50%. Globally, I think by 2025, uh, the workforce will be classified as millennials and probably Gen Z. Uh, so for us at the Chamber, we actually took a, a unique approach, uh, recognizing that Chamber, uh, for fair or unfair reasons, has sort of this, uh, you know, uh, old school brand. Uh, we essentially uh, incorporated a, a different brand called City Awake. Uh, it's something actually I created before joining the Chamber, and it was essentially acquired. And my boss and myself, we, we came together recognizing that you know, instead of the chamber reinventing the wheel, um, you know, might as well use the City Awake brand, was, which was uh, a platform to drive civic engagement for millennials and Gen Z. Might as well utilize that brand, provide the resources uh, of the chamber to, to the City Awake platform and uh, sort of have this mutually beneficial partnership. And it's really been great to um, utilize uh, sort of the chamber resources to scale the City Awake program. Um, and, you know, for us, you know, all similar budget lines and everything, so Newick's part of the chamber, but we recognize that sometimes it's a, a brand uh, perception problem with the chamber, so that's why we use the City Wake brand to do sort of more, um, you know, uh, events that target this demographic. So instead of doing morning morning networking brunch, lunch, uh, breakfasts uh, for our CEOs, we might do something uh, in the evening. Like those simple things makes a, a huge difference. Oh, that's great. That's great. And it makes a lot of sense. And it, it, it's also very forward thinking of your chamber because just understanding what you said about um, demographics 
uh, yeah, you, uh, to, you need to have a real strategy for attracting the next uh, the next group of entrepreneurs or business owners and uh, executives. Because if not, I mean, a lot of organizations that were at one point pretty strong. Um, and just even like social clubs or things like that that didn't reinvent themselves, um, even um, they, you know, have fallen by the wayside. And some of those organizations were around for, you know, 100 years or something. And so the, the same goes for chambers and everything else like that, in my opinion. Um, what is the um, what is the um, Boston or uh, the Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce kind of known for? Like what kind of people join? What kind of, you know, so if somebody's listening in Boston and they've always wanted to get involved, but just didn't know if it was for them. Um, what kind of things can they expect? I think we're a place, uh, you know, to our benefit. I think we're the, the broad-based business group uh, compared to other uh, alternative different organizations here, and each one of them has their own strengths. But for us, uh, we'll have the sector diversity. Uh, we also are a business group really focusing on the talent aspect. Uh, oftentimes, chambers or business groups think that or people perceive us as sort of just championing big business, and obviously we, we have plenty of big business membership, but we also have the largest uh, network for women professionals to network called the Women's Network, uh, and that's celebrating its 25th year right now. We have City Awake, which is the leading next-gen platform of Boston. Uh, we have a number of initiatives targeting uh, communities of color and making sure that we're supporting small businesses. Uh, so I think uh, all across the board, you know, uh, we don't think uh, there are definitely times when you want to be specific and niche, and they have tremendous value. But in addition, for us at the chamber, our biggest values is that whether you're working in government affairs or CSR or HR, uh, there's a seat at the table for you. That's fantastic. Uh, so, Justin, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on the Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce, what's the best way for them to follow up or get that info? Uh, bostonchamber.com and you'll see a list of our event event calendars and our policy proposals and you can get involved that way. Fantastic. Well, hey, Justin, really appreciate you coming on the line today and uh, sharing more about your background and also the great work you're doing at the Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce. Uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Justin, thanks again for coming on the show.